the know for Thursday, April 28th, the 118th day of 2022. There are 247 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the very latest headlines from the uh, around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I noticed um, last night for dinner you prepared a um, a medley of vegetables. Like we had yes. three or four different vegetables, yes. I think, for dinner last yeah. night, which were good. Uh, out of curiosity, do you have least favorite vegetables? Carrots. Carrots are your least favorite? Okay, let Probably. me. Uh, Americans love the le- <laughs> le- these vegetables the least. Are you ready? Sure. Parsnips. Swiss chard. I don't know what chard is, and it doesn't sound like a vegetable. Okay. Then followed by bok choy. Okay. I've I've used bok choy in a salad before. Turnips, rutabagas, artichokes, and eggplant. Okay. Well, so maybe some of those might beat out carrots. (laughs) If you have to take the carrots, you will. As far as normal vegetables carrots are my least favorite okay but i will i do force myself I, to eat them. i don't know what a parsnip tastes like so you can sneak a parsnip on my plate sometime and okay. i might not even know the difference he is the five-time winner of the coveted ohio news honk award he's the two-time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe london budapest rio tokyo and litchfield he's sam gormley and the sparks Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm okay. Are you all recovered from the Golden Gala? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, they could not have had better weather. I was... Uh, uh, I mean, it was, it was really, really windy, and because of that, they had to get rid of the red carpet, because the red carpet was not staying... In a place, ah. so it was going to turn into like Aladdin's red carpet the, if they would have continued. It. <laughs> the carpet was going airborne, correct? And so they had before, to call an audible. That was before we even got there. Really? Uh, we went up and we talked to Diane Harned and, and Lacey Cox, and they said, "Listen, it's not going to happen. Oh, not going to happen. Uh-huh. They could they have just uh, painted the pavement? I mean, do you think do you think <laughs> Stephen Smith would have been okay with no, that at the Sicilian Bank? He, he would have been just fine." Um, I'm sure he wouldn't have minded a bit. I'll tell you, I just thought that um, we we were out of town, so the ability to be able to watch it and see what was going on, and then of course I got a little preview of uh, you know before the rest of the world could see. We have we have <laughs> you know ways of of testing things out and looking, and I just thought, wow, this looks great. It's going to be great. And just by judging from the metrics and the consumption and the reach and the viewers and the comments and all that, I just thought it was a fabulous, uh, fabulous thing. And someone stopped me yesterday, went out of the way and said, I don't know whose idea it was, but the coverage of the Golden Gala for the prom I've had multiple tremendous. people ask me, say, too, and I wish we could take credit for the idea, but the yep. credit goes to the, the senior class. Yep. Not not our idea to, um, not our initial idea to do it, but when they knew they were going
going to have it outdoors, and that was a bold move, by the way. And it uh, paid off. It may rain for six years in a row if they <laughs> try that again, but it at least worked uh, for this weekend, and so it looked uh, it looked great. Um, I didn't see I didn't see you on camera. Were you wearing a tuxedo? No, no? we uh, okay. we went. It was a little warm for that. So, and since I knew I wasn't going to be on camera, I, I didn't break out the tuxedo. Yeah, well, Shane Decker looks good on it, camera. He uh, was wearing I, a cowboy as hat. Multiple people said uh, they were weren't sure if Garth Brooks was the one hosting. Well, he he does have <laughs> friends in low places. Uh-huh. So, I mean, uh, without a doubt, and he hey. did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he did. Uh, noticed. Uh, by the way, I, he's got great dance moves. Uh, by the way, I I. I I hadn't intended to uh, to get into this, but I, does Shane Decker have his own Bob Barker microphone, or did someone sneak mine away from? We we asked permission. I don't. <laughs> did I give direct permission yes, that it was you okay? Said, you or said that's did fine. I, if you really want to do that, that's are you, fine. Are you, oh, because did you hear that? If you really want to do and, that, and the that's answer fine. was, if we really wanted to do that, was absolutely. <laughs> and when we told Shane Decker, "Would you like a regular microphone or the Bob Barker microphone?" He said, "The Bob Barker yeah, microphone." Without a doubt. And this is why I said, "If you really want to," because I'm just not sure that people will treat my Bob Bar- Mar- Barker microphone with, with respect. He treated it with more than respect. Did he remind people to spay and neuter their animals? He did not. Okay. I did before. <laughs> when we were, when we were working. Yeah. That's good. Hey, uh, speaking of, so how great it was weather-wise over the weekend. Uh, clouds, it's been, you know, nice. Um, it's not as warm, but it's been, uh, at least yesterday was a beautiful day. Clouds will roll in before rain chances ramp up. Light showers tonight will be scattered showers and thunderstorms for Friday and into the weekend. Next week is the big week of the Kentucky Derby Festival. Of course, the mini, or the mini and the marathon are Saturday. And looks like there's a six in ten chance of rain for that. I'm still not accustomed to seeing the Pegasus Parade listed as a Sunday event. Pegasus Parade has the Pegasus Parade has historically been, you know, something like Tuesday. But then looking ahead to Oaks Day, Oaks Day looks like a three in ten chance of rain. So my guess, if you're headed to the Oaks next Friday, there's going to be maybe a passing rain chance. You might get I mean, rained on at some point. Can you have a derby without that? Um, we've been without a little bit of rain. We've been we've been blessed. Um, we've hot. We've been hot. We've been we've been cold. Uh, but right now, Derby Day itself looking pretty good. Like the rain is more likely to be a Thursday Friday event next week than a Friday Saturday event, which is good. Um, so it's hard to believe that the Derby is here already. By the way, increasing clouds seventy four today, fifty three tonight under clouds and scattered showers tomorrow, with a high of seventy. Uh, national headlines today. Russia cut off uh, gas to two NATO nations in a bid to divide the West. So the latest Russian move is I'm going to try and crack the resolve of NATO. And so he went to Bulgaria and he went to Poland and he cut off their natural gas supply yesterday. And so that uh, there will be, you know, a tit for tat move on that. We'll see how they re- they react to that. Also, I saw a big prisoner swap this morning. We have a serviceman who had been being held captive in Russia for a long time, and we traded. It was it was reminiscent of the old Cold War era where they literally walked out on the tarmac at an airplane and did a prisoner swap in the middle. Like, okay, you all walk this way, and we'll walk this way. You'll take our guy. We'll give you your guy. Now you wonder, who did we turn loose? We turned loose a, a, a Russian pilot who was serving – time for drug smuggling and so they wanted him back so we gave we gave them him and we got our serviceman back who's been in the news which then led 
other people, Brittany Griner's mom and other people who are being held in Russia, it's hard to hear the news of someone else's loved one. You want to rejoice for their release, but at the same time, the selfish part of us, if it were one of our family members, we would have some level of, well, you know, why, why not my family member? Or when will my family member be involved? And I would presume I will trust the leadership of the United States that they know what they're doing in that they may prioritize them based upon health concerns, longevity, et cetera. So I don't, to, it's kind of interesting to see how that is working. All right, close to home, uh, and in bright news yesterday, six Grayson County High School students have been selected to attend the prestigious Governor Scholars Program. GCHS juniors Colton Glenn, Dawson Gorby, William Kieran, Luke Milliner, Jake Rogers, and Sierra Sakura were chosen to attend the program, which will take place this summer. There are a couple of alternates, Blaine Aubrey and Hannah Morales, are also in there. So prestigious program started back in the early to mid-'80s, and it's designed to develop the next uh, leaders of uh, Kentucky. And so they'll spend five weeks at one of the universities or one of the colleges yes, in, well, in Kentucky. Center, Bellarmine, Moorhead, and there might be one more. Yeah. Do, have they settled on those? Are those consistent or do they rotate? I think that because Center, I don't ever remember Center being one of them. Uh, but then again, because I know Murray has been on the list before. Mm-hmm. I think UK has been on the list. I know Center has been in other years, yeah, so it makes me wonder if they don't rotate it. Because Northern's been on there too, and I don't think Northern's on the list this year. Right. So, uh, speaking of Grayson County High School, you know, weird. Um, so, Beej and I were in, because uh, I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. We were in Las Vegas over the weekend. And uh, through um, late. Tuesday, and so we there's an area near their sports book area where you get coffee and tea and soft drinks and other drinks, and we were just sitting around there and just kind of killing time, and we've been sitting there for a little while, and so they have all these monitors, TVs mm-hmm. on just everywhere, and so she looked at me and she said, did they just say Litchfield, Kentucky? And I was like, <laughs> nah, they didn't, nah, no, of course not, you're just hearing things, they didn't say Litchfield, Kentucky, and about a half hour later, I noticed I heard something off in the distance, and I said, I think they said Litchfield, Kentucky. And I turned to the monitor, and it was ESPN Sports Center, and I recognized Don Lee Field immediately, and so saw that, uh, I mean, it's not every day that K105 Sports or Grayson County High School makes it into the every 30-minute cycle on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Sawyer Drake <laughs> made the diving play. Number five, too. He beat out Tyrese Maxey. Oh, yeah, he was at number five. So, I mean, as, as I was saying to somebody the other day, I mean, clearly now Sawyer Drake's a better athlete than Tyrese Maxey, you know? That's <laughs> really interesting. It's, it's awesome, though. I mean, that yes, is, is super cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm very disappointed that the clip that – and I, I've submitted a couple. Usually you just use the hashtag, not ever thinking that ESPN would ever pick right. one of ours. They cut out some really good conversation that myself and Chase Blaine, my color analyst, were having about stoplights and falls are rough. But don't you think, though... I think ESPN's viewers needed to hear about that. But can you imagine what it must have been like for the production assistant at ESPN? You know, they vet all these. They have to go... Uh Someone has to watch them, Uh and they watch it. And before they cover it up with their own audio, they had Mm -hmm. to listen to your audio. Uh Well, you can hear it just a little bit, mine. I say something like, Drake makes the catch, and it's Uh kind of cool. But I also liked that one of the different clips that I saw, not the one that I had seen when I was watching the actual Sports Center, but I think the one... 
uh, like the first one that they played, they actually went and they found out who the Edmondson County batter was. They did. Which I was impressed because that took extra research because that was not something that was in our clip. Uh-huh. Uh, so I gave them props, and you know what? It was pretty cool. That I, I mean, even Edmondson. But I liked one of the clips that I saw was with Michael Eves, who's a UK grad from Madisonville. Yeah. So he he even like specifically went third region baseball, you know, and, and he was really excited about that. Well, it was neat. It was just weird how it happened because you know she said it, and I was like, well, nobody's gonna say, nobody on TV is gonna say Litchfield, <laughs> Kentucky, and like, then she, yeah, minute. she did, and well, then a few minutes later, it, I heard, and it was the next cycle. The Sports Center had rolled around to the next cycle, and then I heard it. It's like, yes, they did. I heard from Sawyer's parents that they were in bed getting ready to go to bed, and they thought they heard Sawyer Drake on TV, and they looked <laughs> and they saw it, and apparently his mom. Mom was up all night, just continuously uh, rewatching every it. hour yeah. to see it happen. And, well, hey, mom, if you don't own a DVR, <laughs> you should get, you know, get one because yeah. now you can now you can have it. But it's pretty, it's awesome. Yeah, it was neat. I was happy to see it. And us being gone, I was like, well, look at that. That was, I mean, by watching the Golden Gala, and then I was able to see, you know, a portion of uh, at least a really dynamic play on Sports Center, like. Things are uh, things are happening. A Hardin County Pharmacy has agreed to pay $100,000 to resolve allegations that it failed to satisfy the record-keeping requirements of the Federal Controlled Substance Act involving opioids. In a settlement agreement with uh, filed with the U.S. District Court in Louisville, the U.S. Attorney's Office says Century Pharmacy Incorporated, which was doing business as Century Medicines of Elizabethtown, which is no longer in operation, was registered with the DEA as a retail pharmacy. According to the settlement agreement between 16 and 20, Century Medicines could not account for dispensing or disposing of approximately 85,000 tablets of hydrocodone and oxycodone that it purchased and received. Makes you wonder how common this is around the country. Mm-hmm. Various pharmacies, you know, there obviously are some bad actors everywhere you go. In any profession. But it adds on to the, it makes you wonder, you know, helps you wonder, well, how did we have an opioid problem? Well... If these things are true, you know, if they were dispensing them illegally, then that certainly can be part of it. A central Kentucky woman experienced the luckiest form of bad luck when doctors discovered a brain tumor as she was being treated after being shot in the head by a stray bullet. I can't imagine this. The Versailles Police Department responded to a shooting last weekend just before midnight at a residence on Monday's Landing Road. They found a stray bullet struck Peggy Bentley in the face as she sat at a dining room table. She does not live at the home, but she was caring for uh, the property owner's special needs daughter. Bentley has provided the service for 10 years. She remained conscious after being shot when she was transported to UK Chandler, where a CT scan revealed she had a brain tumor. Can you believe it? It's like a movie. It is like a movie. They took the tumor out on Tuesday. But for now, the bullet remains. They decided that the tumor was more important. If you have to make a choice, it's, do them in phases. Crazy to think, you know, I know, we have to choose between a tumor and a bullet. That's right. Well, and I guess they just feel like you know, t- tumors grow and they become problematic. They so spread, the, yeah. the quicker that you can get them out of there, then hopefully. But it does make you, you know, eventually this tumor would have presented itself in some way. You know, she would have had a seizure. She would have fainted or or routine scan, but it is, it will be interesting to know what the prognosis was. Is It's a bit of fortuitous only in the sense that she would have at least not known about it that day and probably not the day after that and probably not today, but it will be interesting to look back and see how that evolves. So pretty, uh, 
pretty you just it's just such a a weird headline a new trail designed to engage children and families in outdoor recreation has opened at the abraham lincoln birthplace national historical park in hodgenville (laughs) the track trail was dedicated last week and offers a series of self-guided brochures to make hiking fun so if you're looking to take the kids to do something whenever school's out or you're looking for a day trip there's something new for kids at the abraham lincoln birthplace a you can also add to your summer plans a new permanent exhibit at the kentucky derby museum Tells the story of how the horse race evolved over the years to become an iconic event. The 500-square-foot exhibit called This is the Kentucky Derby opened yesterday on the first floor of the museum. The exhibit presented by Kroger explores the history, culture, spectacle, economic impact, and tradition of the race. It answers questions including who started the Kentucky Derby, how it became a media sensation, and how traditions like the mint julep and the garland of roses became steeped in its history. It's derby season. When you travel, people ask where you're from. You say Kentucky. They say Kentucky Derby. Sometimes they say fried chicken, too. Or then sometimes they say basketball. Cousins, bourbon. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it all. They don't say that Do you to wear me. shoes? They don't say cousins. or They don't do the cousins or shoes things to me. Uh-huh. I think I look too mean. They I know. guess maybe I don't then. It's going to be an odd derby season. Yeah, you're not mean. You need to work on your mean <laughs> face a little bit more. Um, Bob Baffert is being recommended a two-year New York Racing Association ban. Uh, that's not a final decision because they will appeal, but a 50-page ruling in New York says that um, for some of the problems he's having in Kentucky, they're saying it should be the same for New York. I will only say this. Like him or don't, uh, he he doesn't win the Derby every year, but when he's in the Derby field, you have to keep your eye on he and his horses. Mm-hmm. He's part of the calculus. You may be, you may not bet him, but you've got to consider how 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 his horses might impact the race, his jockey selections, etc. Then when he's not in the race, that frees up some of your marquee jockeys that he might otherwise have, so they get other mounts. So whether he's at Churchill Downs next week or not, he still has an influence. His absence has an influence. On the race and how it goes, so it's just going to be weird not seeing the sunglasses there. It will be, it will be, uh, will be weird not seeing it. So tonight, and certainly if not tonight, um, I think I think tonight, but definitely tomorrow and through the weekend, a lot of University of Kentucky football li- uh, lives, players' lives are going to change as the NFL draft will be held in Las Vegas, and uh, this young lady over here to my left. She was standing right in front of that stage a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she so walked, is she the number one pick tonight? She's, she's my number one pick. So um, <laughs> she probably won't get drafted number one tonight in Las Vegas, but all eyes are on. If there's a town that's set up to do bigger, Las Vegas is it. You know, Nashville has done a good job at it. Some of the other cities have done a good job. But when you're trying to increase the scale of something to gigantic proportions, that's the town to do it in. They've got... Uh, six scuba divers who are in the water. That's a floating stage over the fountains of Bellagio. They've got divers in the water that are making adjustments to the stage. It's going to be very windy in Las Vegas tonight, so they've got to take that into account. There will be 300 drones flying above the Bellagio doing different things. Some will be photography, some will be LED lights, and so their um, Weezer is performing. See, it's really weird for me. Ice cube, marshmallow. Usually, 
you know, the draft starts about 7 o'clock, and usually by 7.30, I've got a good idea on who the Bengals are picking. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to have to be up all night. Oh, yeah. yeah all it's night. A, it's, a, it's a DVR pick tonight. but it's Pick 31. It, it was interesting. It was already a sense, you know, we left on Tuesday. There was already an energy. There, for some people, there was a dread. <laughs> like, oh, the circus is coming to town. And then for <laughs> others, it was like, it's going to be really, really busy out here. So, anyway, it's, a, it's a kind of a neat thing. And it's just so weird to see the NFL cozied up so much to Las Vegas with the Raiders and now the draft being there after for so long they wanted to mm-hmm. pretend like uh, we don't know that that exists over mm-hmm. there but my how times have changed and then in a weird um, I guess Sam I'm interested in your take there are one of two takes on here to this headline 40,000 pounds of chicken nuggets spilled onto a Pennsylvania highway the tragedy okay well I was wondering <laughs> whether you would take a tragic tone or a oh the opportunity that had I been there, I could have scooped up. I could have been swimming in chicken nuggets if I wanted to. Where was it again? Pennsylvania, well, in West Rock Hill Township, Pennsylvania. Maybe that's where Dennis Cook was headed. <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly, <laughs> it certainly could be. But I think I, his I son wondered. would be all over that. That's true. Hey, it is kind of a tragic sight, yep. but also opportunistic. Somebody ate well because not all those chicken nuggets were bad. The squirrels and the bears and the whatever else. <laughs> Probably so. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Daughters to work day. Probably should have known that earlier if you were going to act on it. Unless you knew already that's when it was mm-hmm. that it was today. Alea would have been a great co-host today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's having a really big day at school today, so I think she would have said, "Uh, uh-uh. today festival day." Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's blueberry pie day today. It's National Superhero Day today. You know, some people say, what team are you, Marvel or DC? And I say, mm-hmm. I don't know the difference, really. I know Disney owns one of them. So Marvel. Yeah, it's like, it's okay. It's, I don't know. I just never got hooked Who's your favorite that. superhero, then? That would answer your question. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, I think that's DC. Thank you, Thursday, today. A great opportunity to start making positive change by recognizing the people in your life who make things easier. Those, for, uh, those who love you and those who just make your day better by giving a smile and a friendly hello. So... Well, I saw Hello. Ellie, Ellie Cox. Oh, she yeah. was setting up, and immediately mm-hmm. when I saw her, I felt like I had to go up and smile and be kind and everything mm-hmm. at the uh, the Golden Gala on, on Saturday night. <laughs> she didn't catch you being unkind. No, she? no. Oh, I, I knew I had to be on top of it, like that I had to really watch Gosh. myself. She would have called a party foul on you oh, pretty yes. fast, oh, yes. I would imagine. We, uh, <clears throat> for the first time since the CDC mask rollback, we uh, used our nation's transportation system Thursday and Tuesday. And it was weird to be in the airport on Thursday and be seeing everyone's faces and even the the, the, the <laughs> ticketing agents and that type. Um, and even we had a ticketing agent say, we've had to learn a lot in the last couple of days. We now have to guard our facial expressions where we had gotten accustomed <laughs> yeah. to not I'm doing sure that. they almost enjoyed that part because there's some customers that they'd probably like uh, to yeah. say a few words under their breath. Yep, absolutely. And so, or just the spectacle, because if, if you've been in an airport recently, by by recently, I mean in the last you know five or six years, you 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 see some things and you think, 
It's well, it's almost where those like people live. But it's, it's almost not like the I evil live. empire in a way. Yeah, I go. Yes, the crossroads of the world. But I, I will tell you, just for preparation, you got summer summer travel planned. The area that I can tell you, the airlines are lacking in filling positions the most. I believe to be baggage handlers on both legs. It took a very long time for luggage to come up on the carousels, mm-hmm. it, whether in, in both places. And I, my guess is that's an indicator that they're having trouble filling those jobs, especially those airlines that that don't have monetization of baggage. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's built into their fare, but they don't have a cat its own category it's over not here. Fifty dollars. Yeah, we don't charge for baggage over here. It's just included. So in some ways, then they got to squeeze more out of that fare to get baggage handlers, and it's just so. That's my observation. So just be prepared. That's why I try um, to take fit a it all extra, into the carry on. Take a little extra time. Yeah, that well, would be nice to be able to do that, but we typically typically don't. We fly so much Southwest, we're just kind of accustomed to it. But, mm-hmm. it, but if you know that it, from the hour, from the time you touch down, it's going to be an hour. By the time you get from the gate to and you you know, get out the door with your luggage, then that might start to weigh into decision making. Well, it's, depending on some places, it's about an hour walk to get to that place, anyways. <laughs> it was a long way in Nashville since they moved uh-huh. that shuttle. Those new, it's it's rough. Uh, but uh, it was not my intention to whine. I was just making mm-hmm. a statement. Uh, but flight attendants share seven things to remember when packing. So when you're packing, flight attendants who they do it all the time. They know about they know about packing. One, make a list. She's got a list in her hand right there. Look, was that a list that you had in your hand? Of course, it's a list. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's a list maker. She's I'll have always like thirteen <laughs> lists somewhere. Uh, they say don't fold your clothes. I learned this tip, this Roll trick them. from Taylor. Roll them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we also learned a trick, which is, it's on down the list, and I'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, roll your clothes. Don't fold them. Uh, versatility is a must in your wardrobe. You know, mm-hmm. just layer or add a jacket over the top, and et cetera. Leave extra space in your suitcase. Flight attendants suggest that travelers should always leave some extra space. Packing cubes. That's the other trick that I've learned from <laughs> So we've learned the packing cube trick, and here's where it's mul- it's helpful multiple places. One, it keeps it contained in your suitcase, but it's so much easier to unpack because you just take the cubes out of your suitcase and you put them in the bureau or the drawers or whatever you store when you travel. And then when you're finished, you just put your cubes back in your suitcase. Now, one bit of warning that I will give you. Using packing cubes makes your suitcase more dense. Because mm-hmm. you get more clothes in a cube compressed, mm-hmm. and then because the cubes fit together so perfectly that they just get heavier overall, even though they look neater. Mm-hmm. So right? for people like me who teeter-totter on that 50-pound limit, <laughs> I really have to be careful. Her bag always gets that sticker. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Always. Heavy. Uh, it says wear the heaviest items. So if you're mm-hmm. taking a coat or you're, you can put that in the overhead if you don't want to wear it. The re- refillable travel bottles. I agree. Got it. And then overpacking, they say, is a no-no. I don't know if we'll ever get out of that. So uh, on the one that says um, pack extra space, if you are allowed to check items, what I suggest, start with your larger suitcase. And, yes, you can allow a little bit of room, but also put a bag in there. So, like, for souvenirs or whatever, so that can be your second checked bag on the way back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good idea. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, excellent. And I will also tell you, they rarely will turn you away if you board the flight with an extra shopping bag. You yeah, already have right. your two, but if you got a shopping bag that you know, basically they can tell you bought it at the airport. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they that's just part of the yeah. that's part of the commerce mm-hmm. of the airport that they're trying. It all makes get the, your ten dollars bottle of water. And- <laughs> yes, that's exactly that's exactly right. Um, I also saw this. A mom explains. Why it's okay to throw away your child's art. All right, if you're a parent, you're sitting on a treasure trove of, look, I drew this, right? And from the youngest of age, when they draw their first line or make their first circle or whatever, it starts getting stuck on refrigerators or shoved mm-hmm. in a drawer or piled up on a deck on an activity table. Yeah. And then eventually you have to face the facts. Okay, what am I going to do with this? Luckily... I am not an artist, so hopefully my mom has not kept any of it because <laughs> your mother has kept some. She's honey. kept some of it, probably, yes. but but most of it w- was not good. A mom says, "Here's a three-step process to curate a few of your kids' favorite pieces of art and confidently toss the rest of it mm-hmm. right on top of the trash." One, appreciate the process. When you admire your child's art, focus your questions and praise on the process rather than the finished piece. Why did you choose this color? What sort of things inspired this? Did you have fun making it, etc.? Designate a space. You can and should keep some of your children's artwork, but with parameters. She says they have a dedicated space for short-term storage and long-term storage in the house. Each piece that comes in is admired and discussed, and then they have a uh, says then 90% goes straight into recycling, and then um, the other 10% makes its way to a string with six clips that hold current favorite pieces. When the spots are filled, then they use a one-in, one-out policy to bring in the new. Then a few of the other most favorite pieces go into a single long-term storage or called art box. And then model letting go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking into... um, It's like what one would call... It's not an art box, but it's it's a picture frame, but it's thick. So you can um, put multiple ones multiple in there. Multiple ones in. And so, rotate. Or rotate. But you can keep. And I don't know how thick they are. I've, I've been looking at them. Um, but you just put your newest one, like, in the front. And then you keep your favorites behind it. You could even do mm-hmm. the whole thing. of They have those now electronic picture frames. You could scan it, mm-hmm. send it to that frame, and then keep rotating them through. And then it's almost like you got all of them. So the the real dilemma is this. If your kid grows up and becomes Picasso, mm-hmm. or I knew that that wasn't happening with me, but you don't want to look back, and it would be the equivalent of the song. So, so okay, I I document what I call Alea Originals. She sings songs and makes melodies with words, and has been doing it for two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I will ask her when she sings something. I'll say, "Is that an Alea original?" And she'll say, "Yes." Or I'll even ask her, what's that song you're singing? She now knows it's an Alea original. I keep documentation of those things. In ways, it's, this is, if your, if your child grows up to be artistic and one of the most, the world's successful artists, you'd hate to be the parent that said, yeah, I threw all their early drawings away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, that's like taking Da Vinci's original sketches and just burning them. So, but you also have to be, your, your whole world just can't be pieces of construction paper with 
another piece of construction paper glued to it. Yeah, it. with some scissor marks. Well, and, and I also recommend, and, and I'm not always great about this, you, you may want to date the back of it because after you get so much stacked up, mm-hmm. you, you're like, okay, was this first grade? My, was this? My grandma was really good about that. Second, she would always date that, and she had a filing cabinet mm-hmm. in, her, in her room that was filled with our old art projects. This made me laugh. A Longhorn Steakhouse chef in Georgia has been honored after cooking her, listen to this, one millionth steak. I just don't know how they... How they counted that? I'm with you. For any as us, somebody that worked in a hamburger if you've, restaurant, if you've worked in a restaurant. We've worked in a restaurant. You just go. Are they really keeping track of how many steaks they've made? Because that, that's such a rotating business. What about too? the steak you overcooked that somebody sends back? Oh, well, I guess you cooked it. But if you don't bill for it, then do that? Does it count toward the total? Mm-hmm. So I'm calling. This is a. This is like uh, the in the vicinity rule in baseball. If you're in the vicinity of second base. You're probably you're just going. They're going to call you out. Um, so this is in the vicinity of a million stakes, but they gave her a uh, five thousand dollar check and called her the Grill Master Legend. She'd been working there twenty years. Well, I guess they could One, probably also go through and say, well, on an average day, we cook this many steaks, and you know, move on and on and on. But you think they're just doing it based upon averages rather than being potentially? And then you can get an idea. Maybe. Well, maybe on March the. 14th, you will cook 1 million in that day, presumably. Yeah. I don't good, know. good for her. I Who got to don't... eat it? That's what I want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they may have one customer that ate the majority of those mm-hmm. steaks. You just Potentially. don't quite know. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. When your baby. Did you know? There are 550 hairs in the average eyebrow. All right. Okay. I don't. Average, okay. So, by the way, how do you is, count is an eyebrow is an eyebrow one thing, or is an eyebrow two things? Because an eyebrow is one. Okay. Because I, eyebrows. So you have two eyebrows. Okay. Correct. Well, I mean, Anthony I, Davis has one. I, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> hence unibrow. I, I know how we look at them. Uh-huh. But let's go back, um, if you go back hundreds, uh, maybe more than hundreds of years, but during the early time, everyone had a unibrow. So Mm -hmm. it was just called a brow, right, on your brow, and then we made them eyebrows to match the shape of our eyes. So when they say 550, is that a cumulative total or is that an individual total? Is that 550 over your left eye, 550 over your right eye? I don't know the answer. I was just having questions. Yeah, because, I mean, like Eugene Levy, he's got, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the big Mm -hmm. older. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you all haven't seen Breaking Bad, but the Walter's car wash boss. He's got big old thick uh ones. So, you know, the car wash boss, he's got Mm -hmm. the big old thick, like, caterpillar ones. Yeah, I mean, if we're working on averages, but I'm way under, I spent, yeah. It was really um, fun to see all the photography. From a concert for Kentucky on Saturday, it was a it was a great day in Kentucky on Saturday with all the things going on. Between the weather was perfect, thunder. You had a concert for Kentucky that a lot of people went to. You had things like prom being outdoor. Uh, it was just it was really. I think I think people had such a euphoric feel about. Hey, we're back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we're it's. <laughs> 
you know, K, K. Roger had the big first. K. Roger Field had the big first uh, breaking out the alcohol, which oh, I know was yeah. that was big deal. I know. The concert for Kentucky raised more than one million dollars on Saturday for the Outlaw State of Kind Hometown Fund, the first concert ever at the University of Kentucky's Kroger Field. Stapleton, Willie, uh, Cheryl, Madeline Edwards. So it was great to see. I've heard it was really good too. I heard it, Willie really Willie was rocking. Is what I heard. Even at 150 years old, you know, talking old about is. Willie's age, but you know his sister passed away just in the last few months. Otherwise, he, she would have been there with him on stage. I 89, believe. I think. Is how yeah, old he is? I think that's right. Uh, while <clears throat> while many of our fellow Kentuckians were at. That concert, we had the we were blessed on Saturday to see Lady Gaga. Yes, really, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of this. Uh, Lady Gaga jazz and piano show at Dolby Live, and she was um, so all those Col- Cole Porter and American classic standards, you know, someone to watch over me and fly me to the moon and luck be a lady and. Just with a full orchestra, and her wardrobe was phenomenal. She took her signature hits like "Born This Way" and "Paparazzi," and and she arranged them in a similar style to what you would consider maybe big big band or that American classic style. And I found it to be just the overall experience was phenomenal. She's one of those people that I think <laughs> when she became big, I was like, oh, she's she can sing, but she's kind of got that little, not even sure the word to describe. The, the style that she was with, kind of like the paparazzi and all of that. But then the more the more and more she puts out music, it's clear that, I mean, she can sing, you yes, know? I mean, she's sing. got an unbelievable voice. Like, she just released the album with, uh, uh, what's Tony Bennett. Thank you. It, it was unbelievable. And the song with Bradley Cooper. I mean, Bradley Cooper can't, re- I mean, he can sing, but he's not that. <laughs> but, I mean, she can, I mean, she carried that song to make it really good. My favorite song from that movie was I'll Never Love Again. I like Shallow, but I'll Never Love Again. And I was anxious to see if it would find its way into the set. But So we were talking about it. So Christy, she prefers more meat dress, yes. dance performance, Lady Gaga. Yes. And I don't dislike that, but that, that appealed less to me that as she's drifted more toward American standards and that full orchestra and the horn section and the pianos and the drums and that just appeals more to me as a from a musician standpoint and so it was just a great experience where, where, where does she rank um, as far as shows you've seen in Vegas because I know you, uh, with Celine, Celine still the yeah, best Celine's still ahead yeah um, that would just mm. yeah well and you know I, I haven't given much consideration to it but obviously they're both top five because mm-hmm. we've not seen We've seen Bon Jovi and some others. And one of our things about Celine was I wasn't just like, oh, we got to see Celine. But it was we should take the opportunity to see Celine Dion. We won't forever have the opportunity. So Mm -hmm. we did. And I'm so glad that we did. Oh, yeah. But now I'm also now glad that we could put Lady Gaga on that list. And so, you know, I don't uh, I had just forgotten this until now. But when my grandfather passed away um, uh, over a decade ago, we had. We had Lady Gaga tickets. Uh, we had we had bought them, and Taylor was going, and uh, that we had planned to go there. And we, because of the conflict, we had to give those tickets away. And I had forgotten that until just now. Um, but I guess so. Now I'm glad that I was able to see because that's a different Lady Gaga. 
It was completely, completely mm-hmm. different yeah. Lady Gaga. And so I just, it happened. by the way, she's in the news. Uh, she's on the new Top Gun Maverick soundtrack. She has a new song called Hold My Hand, and it will drop on Monday, not Tuesday. Uh, she announced that she will release the, the soundtrack's lead single, Hold My Hand, May 3. Well, I hope it's as good as Danger Zone. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking now, if she's on that, you know what I could also hear her doing a uh, song for is like a new Bond movie. Well, she's kind of got that. Like where Adele had the good one. I yeah. feel like she could do that. Uh, if they'll let Billie Eilish do a Bond song, they true, should let true. Lady I mean, Gaga she, Lady Gaga do definitely beats Billie well. Eilish. Uh, remastered Avatar is returning to theaters ahead of the sequel's December debut. So if you're all about Avatar, you'll get a chance to see it in the uh, – get to see it in a remastered version in the theater. This was weird yesterday or it was on Tuesday. Olivia Wilde was on stage. Olivia Wilde is the former significant other of Jason Sudeikis. Ted Lasso. So, Ted Lasso. She walked. Someone walked from the from the crowd up while she was delivering a speech and gave her an envelope marked personal and confidential. Turns out it was a civil it was a, a civil servant um, service civ, civics. The people that serve pay process server. That's who it was. She was a process server, and it's a custody agreement uh, over their children involved. And say, well, why would someone do that? While someone's giving a speech, well, people are very good at hiding from process servers so they can't be served with papers. And so I think the process server is to be commended like, well, you're on stage. I kind of have you isolated and trapped. So here's the deal. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. So uh, what else to tell you about? Megan Fox says that her son Noah has been suffering from bullying for wearing dresses. Well, I hate to say it, but I think that's probably not going to get any better. Um, so, see, this is still not the weirdest Megan Fox story we had this week. Oh, you missed one yesterday. Okay, but, uh, can you we'll tell just, me one during the break? I can. Yeah. And then on the cover of People Magazine's beautiful issue is seventy-six-year-old Helen Mirren. I think she this is a, this is a great move. Um, I doubt I will be on the cover of. People Magazine's most beautiful <laughs> issue at age seventy six, but you might hunt. Oh, well, you thank might still you. make it on there at age uh, at age seventy six. Uh, but she says, "Don't call it beauty, though. Call it swagger." That she what said, she that's said, what it says here on the on the on the cover. Okay. Anyway, looking good, looking good on Helen Mirren. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. You're on in the know. Tell them step off. I'm doing the hump. The MB's point to ponder for today. Isn't there a huge amount of confidence required to be the first person to clap? Like when you're in a group and you want to go yeah. and give like a round of applause and to be the first person to go. Yeah. There's the the half second or second or two seconds it takes for someone else to chime in. Mm-hmm. Boys really dangling out there on the mm-hmm. limb like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm out here. Somebody please join me out here on this limb. Now, now are you all... When the plane lands, are you all in that realm or? No. Now, if 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 it starts, will you join in? No. If uh, children are involved, I will. Okay. Or, so or, if Alea's clapping, you're you're in. Or even if someone else's children. Well, uh-huh. no. For me, if it's been a turbulent, um, 
So if the pilot deserves it, you Yes. <laughs> but other than that, no, I still have my headphones on and I'm minding my own business. Yeah, but if, if like, I, I guess I just kind of chime in with, with, if kids, it's their first time flying and mm-hmm. they get to the destination or it's safe and they, like, yay, we made it, then I'll join them. They're like, hey, yeah, cool, we made it. But I'll also avoid that. trying to sit by children. Yes. So. Yeah, well. well, and usually when the plane lands, you're trying to stand up, right? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is also correct. Touches down. Yes. She's trying to make a... Uh, Trying to make a run Efficiency, for the Efficiency, people. Efficiency. On TV tonight on ABC and ESPN, coverage of round one of the draft from Las Vegas. Excited. The 2022 NFL draft. Hopefully uh, some kids from Kentucky and the University of Kentucky in particular. Probably not tonight, do, but tomorrow. Well tonight. No, no first rounders? I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, though, I think you'll have a lot, and then I think you'll have a lot on Saturday, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely will. Maybe somebody will go join Landon down in New Orleans. Today's highlight in history, or maybe somebody will join Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. A a mock draft had Josh Pascal going to Cincinnati today that I was reading, and I I would buy a Josh Pascal jersey. You'd be excited about that, wouldn't you? Today's highlight in history, this date, 1994, former CIA official Aldrich Ames, who had passed U.S. secrets to the Soviet Union and then Russia, pled guilty to espionage and tax evasion. All right. Maryland, uh, the state of Maryland, became the seventh state to ratify the Constitution of the United States, this date in 1788. Muhammad Ali was stripped of his title after refusing to be inducted into the armed forces, this date in 1967. Birthdays today. Former Secretary of State James Baker III is 92. Jay Leno is 72. Too Short is 56. Bridget Moynihan is 51. Penelope Cruz is 48. The Property Brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott, are 44 today. Jessica Alba is 41. Today. Are they still on? Are they still the oh, yeah. Property Brothers? Yeah, and they My have mom their was always own, a fan. They have their own, like they got three or four different shows. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they do a lot. Well, and then um, one of them is married to, uh, or significant other of uh, New Girl. Uh, Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel. Uh, really? Also in Elf, yeah. Yes. They're significant others. Uh, James Monroe, gone but not forgotten, 1758. Lionel Barrymore in 1878. Oscar Schindler in 1908. Ferruccio Lamborghini was born this date in 1916. Blossom Deary in 1926. Harper Lee, born this date in 1926. And Margaret, born this date in 1941. And Bruno Kirby, born in 1949. Harper Lee might have my favorite book. Uh, Harper Lee. And I mean, the movie, too. It's hard. Harper Lee, Stagger Lee. I mean, they, both <laughs> of those are real. Both but, things. hey, that's one of the few movies that matches up with the book pretty well. I would agree. Yeah. Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Phenomenal. David Seville, number one with Witch Doctor, number one in 58. Let's go to 1967. Tommy James and the Shondells. I think we're alone now. Some of you kids think that this was a Tiffany hit in the 1980s. I felt like I've heard this before. Tommy James was first. Bellamy Brothers, Let Your Love Flow, number one, this date, 1976. I think we featured this one day last week, too. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go to 1985 to bar number one with Rhythm of the Night. Oh. I was thinking about the prom. So, what, Ethan Hall signed a scholarship to play football early in the week, and then he's prom king late in the week? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good, good one-two punch Good for him. week for Ethan Hall, right? Living, living best life. Oh, I hate this song. <laughs> 1994. I know you hate it. I hate this song. That could be worse. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he doesn't... When we would play, uh, was it song pop or whatever it was? Yeah, I would take the the more alternative and grunge. And... 2003, Justin Timberlake, number one, with Rock Your Body. <laughs> Let's go to um, 2012. Gosh, 10 years ago. Wow. Fun. Featuring Janelle Monet and We Are Young. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Fun, Fun had a couple of really uh, string of nice hits. You know, they had Janelle Monet on this one and then Just Give Me a Reason, which was actually maybe technically Nate Roos and Pink instead of just Fun, but had a similar sound. Yeah, they need one more, too. I'm trying to think of now. And then... Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pock. Number one a year ago today with Leave the Door Open, which won a Grammy recently. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says this. Even if you are on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.